What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Before we start, make sure you guys go and follow and subscribe. Um, if you're listening in weekly, we appreciate your support. We just had Dust, we just had Dusty Hannah's on, uh, Adelaide 36's import that dropped uh, yesterday. So go check that out if you haven't already. Dope episode. Big season for Dusty, we think. Definitely. Yeah, me I, too. Uh, I was impressed, man, with his demeanor, how he carries himself. Seems like a straight shooter. Like That's straight shooter and then answers questions straight up, man. Straight shooter as in I think he's gonna shoot the piss out of it all season. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so I agree. I'm pretty pretty excited to see what he puts out there. Slept on. Like I didn't we didn't talk about him, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it was a bit of a low-key signing, but achieved a fair bit, four-year college career, had yeah. some league experience. So, you know, I think yeah. he'll be solid. I did a little bit of research after. I was watching a few clips just because I was interested. Um, and, you know, he said he, he mentioned he was top five in the, the G League MVP votes. Um, averaged, I think, 18 one season, 21 season. So, I don't know. The league could be in trouble with that one. We'll see. He's got McCarran to open him up a little bit. And he's got some good bigs in Humphreys and Johnson. So, could be a bit of trouble down in Adelaide. Far out, man. Just messing around because every time I see I get excited for a team, I'm like, hold on, I didn't put them in the top four. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, dude, Adelaide could do damage, man. Yeah. Um, we're going to drop a preseason special. I know we touched on it, but the rosters weren't complete, but we'll dive deep into the NBL teams and do a full preseason special. Um, we'll post that on our YouTube with a bit of graphics and stuff like that with some highlights over the top. Um, and we're going to have to reshuffle for sure. There's been a couple moves. Um, but we'll wait till all the rosters are locked in before we do that. Um, I think my list has changed. I think my top four has changed. What about I you? think mine has too. Yeah. So too. Mine changes every day. I'm not even lying, bro. I look at these teams and I'm just, they're filling out nicely. Even, yeah, we'll get into it today a little bit more, but some of these teams are just, I don't know, they're just, yeah, yeah. impressing me. And the NBLs, are, this is like the most, the most stacked the NBLs ever been. Mm. And I, even with LaMelo, like there was a lot of hype around the NBL, but, I don't know. This year's building up to be a big one, I reckon. I think. I think overall, like just from in terms of depth and player depth from and clubs and who they're recruiting, I think it's gonna be crazy. It will be for sure. A lot of um, overseas fans as well. I think we're gonna get a much more viewers. Um, you know, you got a couple of Chinese guys coming over. Um, you got Philippines uh, fans from Kaisoto. So we'll see. European next time too. Yep. NZ New Zealand players. So, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Um, we'll start off. There was a big signing, uh, maybe one of the biggest this season. I think it might shock a couple people later on. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this correctly, but I think it's Zuki. Zuki. Um, he signed with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. It doesn't count as an import, which makes it uh, ten times bigger, in my opinion. They they still have two import spots to open up. He is counted as a special restricted player because he's um, from the Asia region. Uh, I think they're having a few problems over there in the China, CBA, China Basketball Association. Um, So he counts as technically like a local signing when he... Yeah, I think everyone that's in Asia does. Yeah. Um, I remember um, China's having some problems signing um, imports for the COVID. They don't want to do it or something like that. I think I read somewhere. They don't want to sign... Um, overseas imports and bring them in because of the COVID situation over there. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the restricted special restricted player thing is cool. I think it opens up the league a little bit more to some talent through Asia. I don't think we looked at Asia enough, man. Mm-hmm. 
of the late Hoopers out that way. They could definitely play in the, in the NBL. And we even saw that last year with Udo Bob, Udi, Udi Baba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a player as well. Yeah. And he, he was their best defensive player. Like they've used him a lot to chase yeah. around, to chase people around. So, you know, you're going to find some talent there. And I think Zuki is going to be a, a bit of a weapon, man. Yeah. For those who don't know, um, I've, I've noticed him a couple of times. We've obviously versed him as a country. Uh, he plays for China. He averaged 20 points per game in the, the CBA last season. And he played for the Houston Rockets not long ago. Um, he, was a, he was pretty glitchy on NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah. um, that's how I know him. So, yeah, I think 20 points per game in the Chinese league isn't a joke. So, Southeast, nice nice um, pairing with maybe Creek since they lost Wetzel. Zhuki uh, and Creek could be... Could be another another bit of trouble in Southeast. <laughs> so another signing. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but Chu Zhang Lu to Brisbane Bullets. That's the best I can do. Uh, seven foot five, the biggest player in NBL history. Another Chinese player. Um, crazy. Another, I think he's signed as a DP, development player. So... You know, Brisbane, I always say it, I'll say it again. Brisbane are very good at developing their bigs, seven foot five. Um, I don't know how much CJ Bruton had to do with that. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Seven foot five, you get him in the gym a bit. I don't know how much court time he's going to get, but we'll see how he goes. I think seven foot five, you just stand out in the room and hold your hands up <laughs> and you're a presence. Yeah, for real. yeah I mean, it's crazy. I, think, I don't know too much about him. Like you said, I've kept an eye on Zuki. Yeah. I don't know too much about Chu Xiang Liu. Mm-hmm. Um, seven five though, it's going to catch some attention. Let's see what he does. Yeah, um, I watched a little bit of him. He's got a jump shot, which is pretty crazy for a seven foot five. Um, and he's his post moves don't look too bad. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how he goes. I ho- hopefully, he gets a little bit of court time. I think he'll look really big in the NBL because, like the NBL guys, your centers are like six ten, sometimes seven foot. You know. Like there's red, there's no there's not these seven foot three seven foot two guys so I reckon he'll look like a monster out there compared to like other other guys out there. We'll see. I'm sure he looks like a monster everywhere he goes, but especially in the NBL, I'm gonna say he looks really big. Um, NBL final, NBL one finals happened this weekend. We'll quit quickly touch on it. Um, the Logan Thunder girls won two games. Uh, it's best of three. They won game one and two. Um, Good on the Logan Thunder girls. I think they killed it all season. Um, the Southern Tigers, the women's won that. That's only one game. Uh, I saw Joe Ingles cheering them on on his story. Uh, Tej Morale played really good for the girls. Um, she's pretty good, I've heard. I uh, saw a couple of her stats. She's killed it down there. And then the men's, uh, the anticipated matchup that um, Hesh put up on the Eagle Eye Sunday Detch against CJ Turnage. Uh, Jack McVeigh as well for the Rockets. Um, the Rockets took it out. It looked like a low-scoring game. Um, CJ Turnage did play very well, and so did Detch. Detch nearly had a triple-double, 13, 11, and 9. Crazy Detch, good. Defensively, he was really good. I watched the game. It was a matchup I was looking for. He was good. Turnage still still got his and still operated well in a two-man game and, and still looked dangerous at times. And, and they came at him late. North Adelaide had a big lead and they came at them late and they, they tried to tried to make a run, but the North Adelaide just held on. Um, yeah. entertaining, entertaining game and both guys showed up to play, which is what you want. Sure. Um, Sunday Detch took home the MVP. 
And then up here in Queensland, the NBL one North, the Mackay Meteorites took down the Cairns Marlins, um, led by D. George. Um, Mackay led by Jerron Jameson. He obviously took home the MVP, played really well all season. Um, maybe snubbed off the NBL one North team. I think there was a couple guys there that deserved it, but I think if he, there was a six man's position, I think he would have got it. Um, Emmanuel Malou. One North team is stacked, bro. Like, yeah, facts. Jason Kennedy with Harry Froling. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The uh, the Krebs. points guard. Krebs. The Krebs and then the other guy from the boards. Um, Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, Jeremy Kendall. Yeah, it's a tough team to get on. So. Mm. Yeah, very tough. But he performed all season. Um, took home the MVP. Emmanuel Malou, obviously. Uh, also yeah. signed to the 36ers um, in the Mackay team. So, yeah, those are the NBL1 results. Shout out to my guy, Vili, Vili yeah. Fiketti. Yeah, clamp defender. He won the defensive player of the year for Mackay. Known him for a while now. Played a fair bit of ball with him when he was in Sydney. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mess with Vili. So, shout out to him going up there and getting, getting a chip. Facts. Um, another news this morning, Josh Giddy. Oh, yesterday, sorry. Josh Giddy signed with Nike. Huge. I was waiting for the shoe deal. I said, I've been seeing these like number 20, number 22, number 23 picks, you know, getting shoe deals. And I'm like, why hasn't the number six pick gotten his yet? Um, I was wondering where it was going to come. Um, and obviously got Nike, probably the biggest one you can get. Oh, the biggest probably. Um, so good on him. That's crazy. He's going to be getting shoe deals and endorsements on top of his crazy NBA contract at the age of 18. <laughs> Happy for him. He's, he's getting the bag, which is good. But um, I think I think that the cool thing is like there's, I think with shoe deals and sponsorships and gear sponsorship, like there's sponsorship where you get gear sent to you and you can just have access to whatever shoe you want. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a, a shoe deal, which is like, hey, you wear our brand and our shoe and we will give you money. Yeah. That's like a different level. That's when you know that you're wanted at that yeah. level. Yeah, I think Giddy's obviously picking up a bag, signing with Nike. Like he's living every Hooper's dream. Legit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So shout out to him. I hope he. He's playing. He's playing real life my career on two K. He's signing, picking what shoe deal he wants to sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, two K just dropped their face scans. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, what are your thoughts? Who who doesn't look accurate? Uh, I saw a post and I was supposed to come back to it and I didn't get a chance to look at it again. Yeah. Someone posted about some players that look funny and I didn't get a chance to look through all of them. Um, yeah. Do you have any off the top of your head? I'll send it to you now. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll have I'll voice my opinion while you look. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of obvious when two K brings someone in for a face scan and when they don't. So like obviously you can see Ben Simmons, Patty Mills, Matisse, Josh Green, all have all been like properly face scanned and then joe ingles and um josh giddy have kind of been like i don't know computer ai'd so like joe ingles looks a bit funny to me (laughs) and josh giddy doesn't really look like josh giddy to me i I saw him post something on um socials and he was kind of like going like what the heck Josh josh giddy he was kind of like reacting to his players face scan so that's funny yeah giddy doesn't look the best joe ingles looks looks mixed light skin bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like a he's got like curls and stuff i don't even know what's going on with his hair i mean it ain't too bad like yeah 
I think it's, it could be worse. Like, it's pretty insane, the graphics that they have, though. So, yeah, it's dope, though. It's cool. It'd be dope to see yourself in a video game regardless, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He'd, that's what I'd be, if I made the NBA, that's the first thing I'd be doing when the game dropped. Just loading in, loading my team up and playing as myself. That'd be crazy. Um, more more news, uh, rumours are swirling. There's been a few um, stuff going around, a few videos. Dante Exxon has finally gotten a deal. It's taken a while. We've been wondering where he's going. Is he coming back here? Is the NBA team going to pick him up? Is he going overseas? Um, he's been kind of injury prone throughout his whole career. Uh, but he had a pretty impressive Boomers um, tournament in the Olympics. And there's been some rumors swelling. He's put Houston Rockets in his bio. Um, and there's been a video from, I forgot which Rockets player, but he was training with the Rockets on the beach. So I think he's, I think he's signed back with the Houston Rockets. Rockets. Um, he was with them last season. So good to see Dante's on a team. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dante Exxon? I mean, I think Dante Exum is is pretty good. Like he's NBA talent. I think he can help out a team for sure. I don't see him contributing in a major, major way um, to a, to a really good NBA team. But he's definitely on the cusp of there or thereabouts to be in the NBA. Um, been there for for a few years now, so he's got some experience. And I think he he really bounced back having a good tournament for the Boomers. I thought he impressed me defensively more than anything. He played really solid defense and mm. energy was high and had a couple of highlight plays, getting in the paint, trying to dunk on people and stuff. So, you know, he he kind of he played with that, with that energy that I feel like when I've seen him in NBA games, he hasn't really played with that. Uh, so hopefully he gets rhythm out of that. And that'd be cool if, it, if, it's, if he does sign with, with Houston and he's able to able to play for them. I did read that he's training with them. I think the team was in the Bahamas. Houston's in the Bahamas doing oh, something. That's, right. that's yeah. right. And that's when people were like, oh yeah, Dante Exum's with the team. So flew him out there and they letting him stay with the team and whatnot. So I'm assuming they're going to sign him if they already haven't. And if it's in his bio, that's like the most official way to, to do anything these days, man. Social media. So yeah, happy for him. Yeah, for sure. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dante. I think, I think he'll be a big piece in the Boomers uh, in four years. Um, I don't know how Patty's going to be. Patty's going to be going in four years. We'll see. Anything can change in the future, but I think Dante is still young, and I think he's a big part of the Boomers in the next years years to come. Also, uh, big news, huge news. Um, not so good for me and uh, the Bullets community, but CJ Bruton, Bullets assistant, uh, has signed as the head coach for the Adelaide Thirty Sixes after they waived Connor Henry. Um, what are your thoughts on that move? I think, I think uh, 36ers did really well in picking him up. I was kind of curious as to why he hasn't got a head, head coaching position before. Um, I've met CJ a couple of times. Uh, nice dude. Uh, he's a genius uh, with the game of basketball. I think he was a big part in making the Bullets bigs to what they are. I think he was a big part of the Bullets culture. So it sucks to see him go, but I think he'll do a really good job in um, Adelaide. Yeah, I agree with you. I think CJ Bruton is one of the most high-achieving basketball players to ever come out of this country. Yeah. NBL legend. Yeah, NBL legend, international legend, putting buckets on everybody in international basketball. I think he had a couple of stints in the NBA too. Like, I don't know if he don't, – don't quote me on this, but definitely summer league runs without a doubt. Um, I think he, he played some preseason and some 
some 10 days and stuff like that too. Like he was floating around the league. Should have been because he was talented as hell. And I think he got drafted. I believe he got drafted. Okay. Um, we can check that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm happy for him, man. I, I CJ was when he was in Sydney. I he used to play pickup uh, here in Sydney a lot, and I uh, played with him a couple of times when I was really young. And I was just looking up to him like, whoa, CJ Bruton, <laughs> throw out big throw, cooking yeah. pick up in like unlaced sneakers and stuff like just. Yeah. I was always a big fan of him as a player and as a coach. He looks like he's he's come a long way. Like you said, helped Brisbane a lot. Um, and that's clear to see he has respect of all the players and everyone in the basketball community. I'm actually, I actually know his dad, Cal Bruton, yeah, helped me do some coaching work and stuff like that. I work with him a little bit, and he's a super cool dude, super humble. Um, and I know he's really proud of him. So, shout out to the whole Bruton, Bruton clan and, and them getting it done. Um, sure. I, think I think he'll do a good job. So, yeah, for sure. He's got a, he's got a big role. I think Adelaide 36ers probably would be the hardest coaching. Uh, team to coach next year. I mean, how do you balance winning with um, playing these young guys? Um, big question mark there. They've got Mo King, they've got Kai Soto, a couple young guys. So how's he going to balance it all? How's he going to get their minutes? And how is he going to kind of, you know, balance that with winning? We'll see. Maybe they, maybe the young guys contribute to the winning. Um, for those who, we'll get into our questions. For those who don't know, um, me and Hesh give each other a question a week. Can be anything basketball related, maybe not basketball related. I don't know, but it can be anything. So Hesh, drop your question on me. All right. Who's winning 21-22 NBA MVP? Oh. Alrighty. You gotta let me have a think. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Obviously, it's my question. I'll answer it first. You think while I talk. Yeah. Uh, I had a few people, and I'm definitely not cemented in anything. The MVP race is so hard. Just to go through the obvious ones, obviously. You've got Giannis, who have an insane season. I think Jokic will put his name up again. Yep. Um, I think LeBron is going to have an insane season as well now that the Lakers are stacked healthy again, you know, if they stay healthy. Um Couple of others now, I think that are definitely going to make a push. I think we'll, we'll be in the conversation, if not have a real serious chance. Is Lillard? I think he's going to go off again, and he'll, Portland hopefully do a good job trying to get somewhere in the, in the playoffs and, and give him a chance to win it. And the guy that I think that I'm going to put my money on to say that I think he has a serious chance, and, and someone that I think is hopefully gets his recognition now after what he did last year. Trey Young, man. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to... I love Trey Young's game. I love what he does. He has a serious, serious chance. Obviously, you got Steph in there as well. Mm-hmm. With that. So, out of all of those, if I had to pick one, that I think is definitely going to win it. Trey Young's like my my underdog pick. Yep. I'll give you two picks as well. I'll go Trey Young. Is, Trey Young is like my underdog type pick. That'll, that'll kind of, I think, put his hand up. But I think the, the guy that's going to win it for me is uh, Jokic. And back-to-back. Yeah, I think Jokic is going to come, come with the goods again. He's look, I looked at some preseason videos. He's looking good. Yeah, he is looking good. He never, apparently never trains in the off-season. So. For, <laughs> those, for those who haven't seen that video, just go on Denver Nuggets Instagram and there's a video of Nikola Jokic 
he's looking crazy. He's looking really skinny and fit, and he's like throwing it down. I think he's motivated. He got a taste of it, you know, a couple of times. Like he's been real close. So I think he's he's gonna he's gonna really put his hand up. So yeah. our, our guy Nick K jumped on and said Denver Nuggets are winning it all next season. There you go. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you three potential ones. My top three, and then I'll give you my sleeper. So number one's Giannis. I think he's got the you got to you got to remember wins mean a lot. So you can't be out here. As much as I'd love to say it, I'm a Wizards fan. I'd love to say Bradley Beal. Um, I think he's led the league two years in a row now in scoring, averages 32 a game, crazy numbers. No one can really guard him. He's the only person on the Wizards. So it's very easy for him to go and get MVP, but wins matter. You can't be getting an MVP, being the most valuable player on a 12th team. I know you don't want to admit that, Hesh, but it, they do do that in the NBA. It does matter. with. I know, I know they do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I agree, but yeah, they do that for sure. I, yeah, I'm with, sure. I agree with that. Um, so I'm not going to go and say Bradley Beal. So Giannis is the top one for me. I think Bucks are really good. They'll be up there. He puts up the numbers he does. Um, he just came off winning. I think the whole league got better and is preparing for this season. Um, and I think he'll come back very strong. So I'm going to go Giannis. My second one, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Jazz, okay. Jazz are very good. Um, I think he's very angry right now. He's very motivated. Um, Jazz were first in the West last year and they fell short again in the playoffs. They've got the pieces to do it. Um, I think he's going to level up. We've seen what he can do um, in a seven-game series and stuff like that. He's pretty unstoppable. So if he can extend that out a bit longer on the top team in the West, I don't know if they're going to go top again, but they're pretty good regular season team. Uh, I think they're running it back with the same roster. I think Donovan Mitchell can put up a good case. Third, Joel Embiid. Um, another weird pick, but I think he, his past two years, I think midway through the season, he's been leading MVP votes. He was leading it for a long time this season. Um, I think Joel Embiid's pretty unstoppable, but injuries hurt him, taking time off hurts him. And I think, yeah, that just puts him out of it. So I think if he can stay healthy, he'll be up there for MVP, especially if Ben Simmons departs. I mean, that you lose another star and he's going to have to step up a bit more. But Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, and my sleeper, sleeper, sleeper pick. There we go. <laughs> I had to put three sleepers in there. I'm going to go Zion Williamson. He's been injured for chunks and chunks of the season. His first rookie year, he came out. Um, I think he averaged 18 points over how many games? Probably like 10 or 12. And this year, he averaged 28.9 points. I think could be wrong on the 0.9. Um, but he averaged 28 points um, also in not that many games. So a fully healthy Zion. On a decent Pelicans team, they gained Valanciunas, they gained Devontae Graham, still got Ingram, um, still got Josh Hart. Decent team. I think fully healthy Zion for a full season could be trouble. So that's my team. That's that's my three and a sleeper. I like it. Yeah. I can't argue with that. I think we've gone different routes, obviously. Um, but any one of those guys that we just named, I think we, there's about nine of them there in the list. Yeah. Eight or nine of them could potentially win it, depending on things. And there's some other guys we missed out on too. Like, I think people like um, Devin Booker who come out and just ball out for sure. people. Luka Doncic. Yeah, Doncic, obviously Doncic. Far out, we forgot about him. Um, I think uh, another sleeper, just quietly, you said Zion now, thought about it, Ja Morant. I think he, maybe not MVP, but he's going to put himself on the map and assert himself again. So there's talent everywhere. Um, LeBron James. 
Never doubt the king. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, LeBron is. You can't can't go wrong with that. So it's gonna be interesting. Sure. All right, hit All right. me. My question. It's not too. It's not too hard. It's not too detailed. But I want to hear what you have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy. Does he record a triple double this season? He was a triple double machine in the NBL. Lamelo Ball scraped a couple of triple doubles. He nearly got one um, in the NBL. Don't think he did, but came in the NBA and I think he hit a few. Um, so Josh Giddy, he hit three or four in the NBL. Can he do it in the NBA? And if so, how many over eighty-two games? Question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he. He does, okay. but maybe only one. Okay, I'm gonna say it's just like I'm gonna say it's like a it's like an, a 12, 10, and ten type game. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's gonna get. So for me, the way I'm gonna reason is like this: for him to do what he did at Adelaide, he did that midway through the season where he started feeling himself, started understanding the vibe of the league. Yeah. That's on the back of constant games that he's playing 30 minutes and getting the ball in his hands whenever he wanted. And then he started to get a rhythm. He started to just feel it out and he just knew, all right, this is the time and this is how I'm going to go about it, how to dominate a game. So I think... So I think that, like, yeah, it takes it takes something to, to be able to do that. Like, you need rhythm, you need confidence, you need to know your game. Um, so for him to get that in the NBA, I think it's going to be tough, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to say it's unlikely, but I'll give him one. I think you know he might get a game where people might be hurt, they might be they might be undermanned, and then he played extended minutes, and he might get a, a week of that or something, and then he might just put it together somewhere halfway through the season. I think he might have one. Um, I don't think it's going to be a constant trend. I just don't see him getting the opportunities to do so. Um, that's the take that I'm taking, but unlikely. But uh, but I'll give him one for the season. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Yeah, it's not likely to disagree. <laughs> no, it is. But I'm gonna disagree. I've doubted him his whole career. I'm gonna do it again, and I hope he proves me wrong again, like he always does. But I think a triple double isn't something that's taken lightly. I know Russell Westbrook gets him with ease, but it's very very hard to do especially with um, pretty much the whole team, double the size of NBL players, double the athleticism. It's going to be hard. Do I think Thunder are equipped with shooters? Um, No, not really. So it's going to be hard to get these easy ones that he kicks to corners. Um, Do I see him getting one? Possibly. I mean, later in the season, I think Thunder will be at the bottom of the West. Um, So maybe he, he gets on with a few injuries and balls out a little bit in a game that doesn't really matter, possibly. I think maybe he can get one or two, three. But a triple-double is very, very hard to get. So two three, I think you're, you're, you're dragging it now. I think, like, <laughs> yeah. one is, like, that's 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 what I have vision. Like, you know, end of the season, Thunder's kind of done, playing their rookies a little bit more. Yeah. I think he's going to – I personally think he's going to find it really hard to, to get – solid rotation minutes and establish himself yeah. on the team. Um, and I think he's going to have a bit of an up and down season because of that. Um, that's just my take on how I see it. Now. And I think he'll get an opportunity. If he gets an opportunity towards the end of the season, I think he might get one. Um, yeah. I don't think 
and pull one out the fourth game of the season, like that Brandon Jennings 50-point game and his, his third game ever in NBA. Like He's just not going to get that type of love. Yeah. Um, and that's the opportunity. So, yeah, I think we're somewhat in agreement. Um, yeah. You just think nothing. I think it, it, maybe, maybe there's a chance. Yeah. Um, if you're a Thunder fan or a Josh Giddy fan, uh, bookmark this, uh, screen record it, because if he drops a triple-double in his fourth game, you guys can harass Hash about it. <laughs> Come at me. I'm happy to take it. Hey, I'll take my L's. I'll take yeah. my L's and head high. Thanks. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think Josh Giddy's going to play bad in the NBA. I think it's going to fit him just fine. Um, I think he killed it in the NBA. He's shown what he can do. He's a 6'9 guard. I think things will open up for him pretty well. Um, and like yeah. we said, a lot of people have said it. Um, the NBA's defense is pretty questionable. I think the NBL's defense is maybe. I don't want to say that, but the NBL's defense isn't that bad compared to the well, NBA. I think, um, without getting too detailed, um, I think the biggest thing is is the rules and the, the style of play. Like yeah. the rules are just set up here to have a bit more slugfest type defensive powerhouse type games. Like there's no defensive three. The floor's smaller, so you can cramp up. Um, can help a lot easier. You can help and recover a lot easier in the yeah. NBA. Like such big, big floors, spacing is elite. Shooters are elite. Range on the shooters are elite. You got lob threats rolling to the rim. So there's so many options to to keep heat on defenses. So it's harder to defend. So in patches, what looks like bad defense because they're running up the score to me is like these guys are the best defenders and athletes in the world. No yeah. one is defending an NBA four comfortably because the offensive talent is just too high these days. Like you can just some any any one of those guys on any NBA roster can just go eight of eight from three any night. You know what I mean? Legit. Um, like put it this way: if if you had an NBA team play defense in the NBA with these rules and they got used to these rules, they're clamping everybody. Yeah, you're right. I think I think it's going to be like the, the style of play. If you can adjust to it, he has a chance. But you know, um, let's see, man. Let's see. Hope, hopefully, yeah. he does all right. But I, I'm just not convinced he's going to get the opportunity to do so. He's going to be fighting for that all season long. Yeah, uh, it doesn't help that he just got injured in the summer league. Um, but I think I think Sam Presti has a has a um, what's the word? Sam Presti has a sort of a track record history of picking good talent. Yeah, Sam Presti has kind of like a. I think he has a role for him ready to go. I don't oh, think okay. he picked him. I don't think he picked him sixth for no reason. Um, I think he's got high hopes for him. It, it, it's a reach. Like I don't. I think you could have taken him. You could have traded for the ninth pick and still gotten him. Um, I think it's a reach. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got a plan for him. I don't. I don't think he's going to be fighting for rotation minutes that much. I think he'll he'll play a bit, but I think he will fight for rotation minutes if he doesn't perform early, because you yeah. know they've got Trey Mann who they drafted um, late in the first, who's yeah. also half yeah. oh, a bucket, and he's playing probably probably going to try and fill in for that point guard spot. So Giddy's got someone on his tail. So we'll uh, see. They got Ty Jerome as well, who's also a bucket. And so, the other guy, I always forget his name, Theo uh, Mal- Maladon. Yeah, Maladon, he's tough too. Yeah, let's see, man. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. We chop it up, we talk all the shit that we want, you know, and we'll see what happens when it happens. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we appreciate it. Make sure you guys like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you guys are listening on. Um, we've got a few special episodes coming up before these uh, big seasons start. I think it's a, one of the biggest hyped up NBL seasons for me. 
um, and for a lot of people and probably the best NBL season for a while, maybe since like 2016 when LeBron came back 3-1. So we'll see. Um, Appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Sure.